suffering me You have shown me your love Through the judgment you received And you've won my heart Yes, you've won my heart Now I can trade these ashes in for beauty Forgiveness like a crown Coming to kiss the feet of mercy I lay every burden down At the foot of the cross At the foot of the cross and please be seated. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? amen. Starting with verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be judge and arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take care, be on guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in abundance of possessions. And then he told them a parable, the land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do, for I have no place to store all of my crops. And then he said, I will do this. I will put down my barns and build larger barns. And there I will store all my grain for my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared Whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Let us pray. Holy and loving God, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to be here to worship you. As we worship you as the sun shines down, please, Lord, bless us. Bless us with the power of your Son. Bless us with the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So I want you to picture for me what happened on this day when Jesus was talking to a crowd of thousands of people. This often happened that Jesus, when he started to talk, people would come around. So Jesus would often position him play, himself in a place where many people could hear, whether it was a natural rock amphitheater or if he was standing on a boat in the water and then everybody was on the shore so that the sound would travel even further than it would if he had been on land. Jesus knew how to present himself so that other people 
people could hear what he was saying, even if they gathered in large crowds like thousands of people. And on this day that we just read about, there were thousands of people who were gathered and they were listening to everything that Jesus had to say. They were listening to him and they were trying to learn new lessons from him. And as thousands of people, thousands of people were gathered there listening to Jesus. One man stood up and he asked a question. Now you would think that if somebody's going to stand up in front of Jesus with a crowd of thousands of people to ask a question, that they're going to ask a question that maybe pertains to something that Jesus was talking about, right? Isn't that a good guess that maybe they would ask a question that had something to do with what Jesus was talking about? But that's not what this man did. This man, he stood up as if to prove that he wasn't paying much attention at all, this man stood up and he said, Jesus, settle a family dispute that we're having. Settle this dispute that we're having over inheritance. I mean, his brother, his older brother must have been the Behor. That's the firstborn male son. And so his older brother must have been the Behor and he was going to be the one to get the bulk of the inheritance, the bulk of the land, the bulk of the property that his parents had. And this man, he wanted that property for himself as well. So he's like, Jesus, tell my brother that he has to share the inheritance with me. Tell my brother that he needs to give some of this to me. Now, here is how I understand this. There's a lot of parents out there. So parents, do you guys ever work from home? And are you ever on very important Zoom calls or grandparents? Because we've got grandparents that watch kids as well. And if you guys ever at home on a really important Zoom call, maybe you've got a lot of work that you're supposed to be doing. And then a child breaks into the room and then a child, you know, they act as if they have an emergency, something that's really important that they need your attention. And so you pause your Zoom call and you look over at your child and they're like, I want a popsicle. Anybody ever have anything like that happen? Yes, probably most of us parents. I see some hands waving. Some of us parents and grandparents have had that kind of thing happen. Well, that's what I think this was like. Jesus was talking to thousands of people and this one man stood up and he's like, Jesus, settle this matter for us. Tell me, tell my brother, actually, saying, help me win this argument with my brother. Tell my brother that he needs to give some of the inheritance to me. And now there might be a time and a place for that question, but I'm going to tell you this was not the time or the place for this question to be asked. But I want to compare this to a different story because we spent the whole week in vacation Bible school. So I spent the whole week talking about stories with kids. And so this is another story that I want us to compare. If we go just a few chapters early in the Gospel of Luke, there's another time when Jesus is talking to a crowd of thousands of people. And there's another time when Jesus has thousands of people all gathered around listening to everything that he has to say. Only everybody is listening so intently for so long that it starts getting late and the disciples are like Jesus we need to send everybody home so that they can go get some food to eat but Jesus looks at them and he says to his disciples you you get them something to eat and then out of the crowd walks a little boy a little boy who was focused on what Jesus was saying a little boy who is paying attention, better attention than the man that we just talked about. A little boy walks, uh, walks forward to Jesus and his disciples with all of his lunch that his mom had packed him that day with five loaves of bread and two fish. And he walks forward and he gives it to Jesus and his disciples because he is listening to what Jesus has to say. And then Jesus takes this little boy's lunch and he blesses it and he feeds thousands of people after 
after this food is multiplied. So what I want you to do for a second is to compare these two people in the crowd. We have this man in the crowd who yeah, we read about in chapter 12, this man in the crowd who's, who stands up in front of thousands of people and, and wants his inheritance issue solved by Jesus. Basically, he wants Jesus to help him get more money. That's what he wants. That's what he's focused on because he is focused on temporary things. But then we have this little boy in the crowd, a little boy who comes forward in a different crowd, still with Jesus. And a little boy, he's not focused on temporary things. He's not focused just on food that everybody's going to eat, but he's focused on more important matters, so much so that he gives all that he has to Jesus. I just want to use this comparison for a second, and I want you to tell me between the man and the boy, which one is the one that really listened to Jesus? Which one is the one that showed compassion? Which one's the one that made sure that his mind was set on eternal things and not temporary things? The boy. So here's what we need to learn from all of this. Everything in life is always trying to get our attention, okay? There's always things in our lives trying to get our attention. We get to decide if we're going to pay attention to temporary things that seem important in that moment. Temporary things like having more money than our sibling or getting money from our sibling. We get to decide if we're going to pay attention to temporary things or if we are going to pay attention to eternal things. That's what we need to pay attention to. Now, let's go back to our first story as Jesus was standing there with this man. And I just, to me, I can't help but picture things. So I can genuinely picture this man standing up in the crowd and bringing this matter to Jesus. Well, what does Jesus say to this man? At first, Jesus basically says, like, this is not the time or the place. Like, this is not where you're supposed to be asking this question. But then Jesus answers this in only a way that Jesus can answer. Jesus tells this man what? He tells him a parable, the way that only Jesus could tell a parable. And then this parable that he tells him is the parable that we call the parable of the rich man. This parable where a man, he has great crops. He has a great, a, a great amount of produce that, that his workers are picking for him. He has all this produce, so much so that it won't even fit into his barns. His barns are full of too much grain. His barns have too much that he can't even do anything with. But instead of giving some of that food away or instead of even selling it for a low price or anything like that, what does this man in this parable decide to do? He decides to tear down the barns that he has, the perfectly good barns that he has that are completely full and build bigger barns. This is a parable, by the way. This didn't necessarily happen. This is a, a story Jesus is telling to illustrate the point. And so he tears down those barns and bigs, builds bigger barns. And once those bigger barns are nice and full, he's like, "Ooh, now I'm happy. Now I can sit back and relax and eat, drink, and be merry and live my life without worrying about anything. This man thinks that he has everything figured out. And then God laughs at him. Because God knows that that very night, that man is going to die. All of this, what Jesus is trying to teach us is that we get to choose what we set our minds on. Do we want to set our minds on temporary things, possessions, things that we have here in this life, things that we can hold on to like food and money? Do we want to put all of our focus on temporary things 
or should we focus on eternal things, on things that will give us eternal rewards? That's what we get to decide. Now, I'm going to tell you one more parable that Jesus had told us, one more parable that I think goes along with all of this. And I get this parable not from Vacation Bible School, but from the mission trip, because I haven't seen you guys since we went on the mission trip. And so at the mission trip a couple of weeks ago, there was one day when I had all of our, or not all of ours, but a bunch of our Zion kids in the minivan. I was cruising around. We had our caravan of minivans, and I was cruising around in the minivan. And I won't say which kid this was, uh, even though I see the, chi- the young person here. I haven't asked for his permission, so I won't say which one it was. But one of our teenagers was sitting behind me and asked an amazing question, a question that I think also applies to this today. He asked me about another parable, another parable about a rich man. And he said, you know, Pastor, do you, do you know that, uh, you know, he brings up the parable of the rich man, the parable where, where Jesus says that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And he said to me, he's like, so can a rich person enter the kingdom of God? And I said, that's an excellent question. By the way, don't you love that our young people are thinking about this? Don't you love that our young people know these stories well enough that they know them and they can recite them? Don't you love that? Because I'm going to tell you, I love that. And I looked at him and I said, oh, that is an excellent question, an absolutely excellent question. I said, well, first, let me ask, do you think that the eye of a needle is the eye of a sewing needle? And he said, yes. And I said, so did I when I first read this, the first time I read it. But the eye of the needle is not the eye of a sewing needle, because if we have the eye of a sewing needle, that's what we think about today. But this is something that gets lost in translation. The eye of the needle that Jesus was talking about was the small entrance of a walled city. Well, it wasn't that small. The entrance into a walled city. And it was the smaller of the entrances. And so when Jesus says that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, what Jesus is talking about is that it's not easy for a camel to go through one of those holes, one of those entrances, one of the eyes of the needle. It's not easy. It's possible, but it's not easy because the camel not only has to duck his head down, but also has to kind of get down on his knees and crawl his way in. And so it's not easy. It takes coercion. So I looked at our young person and I said, so don't worry about growing up and being successful. It's okay if you're going to grow up and be successful. We want you to grow up and be successful. But don't lose sight on what, of what really matters. Don't lose sight of what we learn while we're here and we read through these stories of Jesus. Don't lose sight of what really matters. Because what we learn as we open up these texts is that we can either choose to focus on temporary matters. Matters like having lots of cool things. And, and uh, gaining lots of possessions. We can focus on that. Those things are temporary matters. Or we can focus on eternal matters. We can focus on storing up for ourselves, not goods for this earth, but things that we need for the kingdom of heaven. Because temporary, reward, temporary matters give us temporary rewards, but eternal matters give us eternal rewards. So yes, it's possible for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is very possible. I'm sure it's been done many times before. But the more we have, the more that's expected from us. The more that we have, the more that Jesus expects us to do with what we have. What we focus on matters. That man in that large crowd was not focused on the right things. He was focused on money. 
He was focused on wanting more of that inheritance. He was focused on wanting more of what his brother was going to receive when his parents died. He was focused on temporary things. That little boy in the crowd, he was focused on what mattered. He was listening to Jesus and understanding every word. What we focus on matters. Are we focused on temporary things? Or are we focused on eternal things? Because only eternal things give us eternal rewards. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day, Lord. And we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. We ask, Lord, always that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. But now we ask that you just bless us. We know that there are many people out there who are asking for prayers. We know that there are many people in our community and in our families that are suffering. And so, Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon them. We know that there are many people also who are being distracted by things that don't really matter. Will you bring them back to what matters? Will you bring them back to you? Lord, we just ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon each and every single one of us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power. And we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It is now time for our um, tithes and offerings. Thank you. 